I also happened to mention how scared I was tonight, but I tell you what, the Spirit of the Lord's on me tonight because I know I can't do it in my own strength. He's going to do it through me. So I just praise God for that and thank God for big old answered prayers. I was, I was doing okay up until you said that. So after that, I kind of lost it. But, <laughs> uh, but even as scared as I am tonight, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. You know, sitting as scared as I've been standing in this exact spot uh, several years ago when I was just a kid, I was helping Miss Reva. She'd come up here on Saturdays and clean the church. And part of my job was she'd put me to work back here, straightening off the song books and polishing off the, the pews and the, and the pulpit. And this one day, she, it must have been cold outside, and she'd run off to town to get some cleaning supplies. And she'd leave the, the back doors open and these side doors over here wide open. And I, was, I just realized I was here by myself, so I'd, I'd stand here, I'd get behind this pulpit, and I did my best Billy Graham impression. And so I was, I was preaching to nobody, but I was, I was getting it. And about that same time, the wind blew and every one of these doors shut and I lost it. I ran out of here a new creation. Yeah. I ain't never seen nothing like that. So I was, I was in the parking lot. Reva got back. So uh, Angel Lord appeared and said, fear not. Her name was Reva Lewis and she put me right back to work. So <laughs> scared as I am now, nothing beats that. So yeah, 15 years old, man, it's going. So yeah. <laughs> But seriously, church, I'm I'm excited to stand up here and, and give you a word word of encouragement tonight and let you know what I've what I've learned and what God's put on my heart and and it's just an honor and privilege here to here to stand before you. So I just thank God for each one of you and thank God for you, Pastor, and thank for the opportunity. So uh, that said, if you've got your Bibles with me with you, I'd like you to turn to First Samuel chapter seventeen, a very familiar passage. We're going to read just two verses here in verse forty five through forty seven. Yeah, the story of David and Goliath, and God's put this on my heart in, in, a, in, a, in a different way than how I've ever read this before, but verse 45 says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, with a spear, with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day the Lord will deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day under the fowls, fowls of the air, and the wild beasts of the earth. And that the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. Amen. Brother Ira, would you pray for us? We come tonight, God, we thank you for your word tonight, Lord Heavenly Father. God, we thank you, Lord, for your man tonight, God. I pray, Lord thank Heavenly you, Lord. Father, that you take this, Lord Heavenly God, Father, this ring. God, you me the word, God, God, you bless it, Lord Heavenly Father. God, give it, Lord Heavenly Father, the courage tonight, God. I pray tonight, Lord Heavenly Father, move every hand or silver out of the the next little while, God. Heavenly Father, speak to our hearts, Lord Heavenly Father. God, Heavenly Father, we'll be quick to praise you. Meet every need in the house tonight, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. See, Erica, Erica asked, she says, what are you going to preach on? I said, well, I'm, I'm probably going to preach on myself. Uh, you know, I don't want to offend the whole congregation on my first sermon. They won't have me back for a second one. So, so I, thought, I started thinking about my approach uh, in, in life. And, and see, what the Scripture to me says in a lot of ways that God's put on my heart is there's, there's I want you to think of three approaches now that you can take in life. And Brother Randy talking about golf. Yeah, your approach shot is what matters. It's going to be either going to make your 
next step harder, it's going to make it next step easier. And I've done, I've done all three of these uh, examples I want to share with you tonight. And uh, number one, I want you to think about Goliath because I've, I've been Goliath. And you might be saying, well, rookie, you don't, you don't look nine foot tall. And that's, that's not where I'm going with that. But I've been, I, see, Goliath was without God. And I've, I've tried that. I've tried to go through life lost in sin, try to go without God. And the Bible goes into great detail here about how Goliath was equipped. And he had brass armor. He was covered head to toe. had a helmet, chest plate, the greaves. He had a sword. He had a spear. He even had a little guy out front of him carrying a shield because he couldn't be bothered to carry everything he had, but he didn't have God. And I've, I've been there. You try to do it on your own strength. The Bible talks about his, he was, grew up from a, from a youth as a warrior. And he he relied on his own size, his own strength, to do to to confront the battle. And and look at him; he might be, from the appearances, well equipped for it, but he was missing something. And and that's I've been lost in sin. I've been trying to go through that and try to rely on my own resources. And and you know, I've I've sat there and I've prayed to God. I was like, Well, God, if you give me a great speaking voice, maybe I'd preach. Or God, if you give me a singing voice, maybe I'd sing a song. God, if you'd if you'd help me financially, maybe I could. I joined the mission field. We asked so many things, but David knew he could use what God had already given him to win the victory. And Goliath, he he probably looked across the see the way this is set up in the, in the Valley of Elah on the hillside over here. The Philistine army lined up on this side, and down the valleys where they would fight on this other hillside, where the Israel army and Saul had lined up. And when Goliath saw David out there in the in the valley, he probably looked at him and said, "Man, I'm, this is nothing." I, 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 he stood on that mountainside and he taunted the Israelites for forty days, first thing in the morning, the last thing in the evening, begging somebody to come fight him. And, and he saw David at this point. Yeah, there's, he was no, he talked himself into it. See, a lot of times, pride is the enemy of obedience. Goliath's pride had got in his way because. If he had been smart, if he had sense, as soon as David comes at the, in the name of the Lord of hosts, he should have dropped everything he had right there and surrendered. And how many times have I been confronted by God and I did not surrender? And I fell flat on my face. But thank God one day I sit about seven rows back and there's a whole, <laughs> there's a spirit of the Lord coming to me like a rock between the eyes. And God gives you a choice. You can either fall back in sin or you can fall on your face on your knees in this altar. And so, I don't want to be Goliath anymore. You come up a new person. I'm tired of being Goliath. I'm going to go to the victory. I'm going to go to the winning side. I'm going to go over here on this side. That's, that's, for, that's, that's, that's God. That's victory. That's what it feels like. And so, that's, that's part of, that was part of my salvation story where I, was, you know, I sat back there thought I was saved as a child and come to the realization, like I said, it's not catching a rock between the eyes, kind of like God did. And you come to that realization that God has offered you the free pardon of sin. God offered you salvation. So I come up a new person. I'm, going, I'm switching sides. I'm going from this valley over here on this side of the hillside. I'm going to go to the new hillside. But then something happens. Something happens that you start realizing this is the same hillside where, where Saul's on, the same hillside these Israelites on. And you start looking around and and they don't look like they're winning too much. They fought for 40 days, and, and they're still, man, these, these guys look a little beat down. They, and see, that's the same thing David saw when he got there, because he's, he's like, man, what, this Philistine over here is 
taunting you and you're allowing this to happen. Somebody should do something about it. But see, that's, that was my next step in my, in, in my Christian walk. Right, I got on this side and then I started being taunted. I started feeling the pressure. I started feeling that side of it. The Bible says the Hebrews and Saul, they were dismayed and they were afraid. And, they, and see, they were concentrated on their own personal strength again, just as Goliath had done. And that's where they're going to fall flat. And that's, that's where we got to get to realization, where I had to get to in my life to understand, see, what Saul, for contextual purposes, Saul had, pre, you know, they, the Hebrews had prayed for years into the prophet Samuel for God to give them a king like the other nations. They wanted, to, they wanted a king that would come and fight their battles for them. They wanted a king on earth that they could serve. They, they, and that, that defamed what God could do. They're, they didn't want to serve the, the invisible God in heaven, as it says. They wanted to serve an earthly king. And God answered. He said, all right, I'll give you one. And I'll, I'll show you not to put your faith in man, but to put your trust in me. And that's... That's where, we, that's where we find on this side of it over here where Saul is Saul's supposed to be the anointed king. He's supposed to be the one that's going to fight their battles for him. And he's doing everything he can not to. Instead, Saul offers up rewards instead. And so we start, he says, whoever can kill this Philistine, Goliath, he will get, I'll bless you with marry my daughter. I'll give you riches. They'll write songs about you. You'll have fame. You'll have fortune. No taxes. But still, he was doing anything he could, but he wasn't getting out there. And even the rewards weren't great enough to get anyone to come out there because you can't be motivated by the rewards in a Christian walk. You've got to be motivated by God. And see, that's when, when, see, at this time, David hadn't even got there. David was still with his father herding sheep. See, he wasn't even old enough at this time to serve in the Israeli army. So he was out, out and his father had sent his three older sons up with uh, Saul because they were fighting the battle. And David, David was back home serving sleep, and his father sent him. He said, here's some, here's some bread, here's some, uh, here's some cheese. Go and uh, check on your brothers. Drop off some supplies. Drop in, report back, let me know how they're doing. It wasn't David's job to go up there and fight yet. That wasn't his part of his mission. He, was, he, he hadn't been at the age count to be able to go up and do that yet. So, so his father sent him on his way to check on his brother report back. And that's when he gets there and he, he realizes, you know, what, what's going on with these. For 40 days, they have allowed life to taunt them and everything like that. And, and David said, why are, why are you doing this? And what happens? He shows up and he fights their battle for them. And I thank God that the Heavenly Father sent his son. He dropped off the provisions. He provided me with the spots. He provided me with sin. And then he's fighting my battles for me. The Bible says... Jesus comes, Christ comes and dwells in the heart. Boy, he drops off the provisions in the heart, but then he marches on the front lines. See, a week ago, Austin used his palm of his hand like like the the map of Israel. Well, right here is the Valley of Elah. See, Jesus comes into the heart, but there's a lot of times the opponent and opposition, it resides up here. This hillside's down here, and the other hillside up here, the Valley of Elah's right here. But praise God, He's fighting my battles for me. And my strength and my weakness, He's taking over it. So, praise God that He sent Jesus to dwell in my heart. And that's where, that's where we've got to get. We've got to have that heart. That heart like David had. He had a heart for God. 
and that's you can't be motivated by like I said with the rewards and the recognition you have to be motivated by God and David had saw what what motivated David was he saw that this Philistine Goliath was defaming God and he took offense to it he said why are you allowing this to continue somebody should do something the Hebrew is like Man, have you not seen this guy? He's not feet tall. Look at how he's armed. What, what are we supposed to do? You've not even been here. David was there long enough to hear it one time. There was, Goliath said it for the 81st time, and that was it. There was, there wasn't going to be at 82nd because he was going to take something and do something about it because he'd used what God had given him. And then you read on in the chapter, God blessed him. God, you start with what God gives you, then you get the kingdom. But that's, see, the devil is just like Goliath because he'll try to use. All the tactics, all the weaponry, all the things that he's got in his, his arsenal. The sword, spear, he'll use fear, he'll use intimidation, he'll use your past, he'll use your sin. He'll bring, he'll, he'll bring all that back up to you. But you can't, because David says, no, David has limitations. Even his own people pointed out, Saul says, you're too small, you're too little, he's too big, he's too strong. You're not, you're not even trained. You couldn't even wear the armor. You might have limitations, but limitations, God's going to use those to bring your liberations. Your trials, that's, got what, that's going to build your testimonies. And those miseries, that's where God builds your ministry. And that's just like in 2 Corinthians, it said, Jesus said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. For when I, when I am weak, then I'm strong. Because you are never stronger than when you're totally and truly dependent on Jesus. That's, I mean, those, those were David's answers to it. David talked about it. He, he went in there unarmored, un, unarmed basically had a sling, but he, he was armed with the faith of God. He went in there unafraid because God had given him the courage to win the battle. He went in there unashamed because he didn't let his pride get in his way. See, how many times have I sat there and I was supposed to raise my hand and worship I let pride stop me. How many times have I sat there and I, you know, I was supposed to pray for somebody that wronged me and I, I didn't. But how many, you know, if we would swallow our pride and come confront a holy God down here, He'd raise us up to be more like David's. And so you might be, I mean, that's, it's a short sermon, but you might be here tonight and you might be, you might be facing a battle. And it's a Christian life because it, it is a battle. But I, I'm here to tell you, if, you, if you're here and you're lost, you don't know it, don't go through life without Jesus. Don't go through life trying to do it on your own. You'll fall flat on your face in your own strength trying to do it. I've, I've learned that. And then same thing is don't go through life if you're you know, saved and you're a Christian. And then don't go sitting around miserable because God's going to use your battle. God's going to use those opportunities to glorify Him. And our duty, we have a purpose and we have a calling and we have a, a reason for our life and it's to glorify God. We need to bring the glory to God. And so that, you know, that's, it, it got me thinking about, you know, if you're in a battle and if you're, you're facing something and it's, and you say, preacher, I, it, you don't know how long I've been fighting this. And like, well, I know the Israelites fought the Philistines for, from sunup to sundown for 40 days and God changed that with one stone. And I know, and I know the same thing that Brother Austin came back from the from the Holy Land for a reason and for a cause. And well, he came back, and the last time we met, he brought some stones with him. 
because he made sure we wouldn't go run out of rocks. So I figured, I can't wait to see what God does from there. Uh, if, you'll, if you'll stand with me right now, I'll close. That's, that's Martha, if you won't mind, come to the piano. That might be a record for sermons, but I, for me, it's my longest. <laughs> So, I just, I thank you, church, and I love you, and I appreciate the opportunity to stand before you, and I, I just pray, God, that we'll have, we'll have revival in this land, and we can, and it, it, it doesn't take an army of Israelites, it just takes a few Davids. That's, that's, that's my prayer tonight, then, folks. And I thank God for big old answered prayers. Good rub.